everyone. In this episode of History Unloaded with Danny and Ashley, we are going to come and take a ride, take a space ride with the cowboy baby. <laughs> what are you even referencing? I'm not um, even ready for Oh, this. I, you know what? Someone will know what I'm referencing. It is the um, ever popular boy band in Sync's Space Cowboy song. It also oh goes Y I Yippee I Yay, Yippee I Yo, Yippee I Yay. <laughs> Excellent. Now that I know what it is. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so today Reference. we are going to talk about Space Cowboys, but we don't own the rights to and sing songs. So you just had to listen to my poetry reading. <laughs> so I think we've covered a little bit of this topic before, Danny. Yeah, we've touched on it a few times because like we've talked about the Mandalorian. We did a two part series on that. If you haven't listened to it, you should go listen to it. I think Larry came on that one. Maybe. Larry, I don't know. Yeah. Larry's been on. And then of course he's been on other times to talk about guns and movies and TV. Um, so yeah, we've touched on this a little bit, but there's definitely some uh, cowboy Western space films and TV that we have not, uh, not touched on yet. Well, and it's, it's kind of crazy to me that when you look at the kind of, sci-fi genre that they're so obsessed with westerns and if i may give you a little history of the western oh please do okay so i wrote about this in my first uh fellowship at the center but you know basically the western changes a lot uh since buffalo bill's wild west and the early dime novels but the early theme of the western is essentially a melodrama so you've got a clear battle between good and evil and they show kind of that representation through very basic uh, mnemonic devices uh so you you kind of see that you know exactly who's who in the producer's eyes but as the united states changes so does the western so the world wars actually play a really big impact on the way that the western is viewed and specifically there's an interesting story about john ford who is a really well-known uh western producer i think i haven't looked him up in a while producer or director but he basically traveled with a photographer during world war ii and he was so impacted by kind of the trauma of war that he really was passionate after the war about the adult western genre and no i'm not talking about other adult things i'm talking about serious concepts and so his movie my darling clementine in 1946 is actually referenced as one of the first adult westerns and so after you get Post-World War II, you know, there's a lot of turmoil in the world. And so you start the development of the anti-hero that appears in a lot of Westerns where, you know, somehow there's a rough around the edges, Clint Eastwood-like guy who's not necessarily the greatest, but he still saves the day. And so that kind of gets infused into the narrative. And then by the, actually, sidebar, the House on American Activities Committee, like there's a whole thing with Westerns in that, but I don't, I won't get into that. But by the 19th, 1970s and ultimately the 1980s ultimately i said the word ultimately twice because i'm so excited to talk about this history because i don't think i've done it before but ultimately for the third time the western decides to find a new frontier and that is space a lot of other areas and so you start getting the kind of Western sci-fi with Star Wars, Star Trek, but it like instantly takes off. Like there's some weird connection between Western life and outer space and the guns specifically, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. But as we've seen in the past, you see a lot of historic guns in movies like Han Solo's C-96 Mauser blaster. And was it a Borchardt that Mandalorian carried? Yes. Oh, no, sorry. Bergman. Oh, 
What? Bergman. Bergman. Oh, Bergman. You, do you think I thought you said Bergman. Bergman. I was like, no, Frank Bergman was not involved in this, Danny. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> he could have been. He could have been. That actually, um, that uh, that gun he made in like the 19 teens would have been a really cool sci-fi gun. Um, it would have been a really cool sci-fi gun, and I bug Larry about it all the time. Um, so if I could have a sidebar to your sidebar sidebar, um, wasn't High Noon part of like the whole like today High Noon to me is like a really iconic Western, but at the time wasn't it seen as like there was a certain segment of, I think John Wayne was one of them that viewed it as like an un-American movie. Yeah. I think that's actually the one that was reviewed by the house on American activities okay. committee. So I think you're right. I couldn't remember which one it is, but when you said it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that Gary Cooper, that you know, darn Gary Cooper and, yeah. and the Prince of whatchamacallit's late wife, Grace Kelly. Oh yeah. 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 She was in it. She actually, I think got slapped on the set. As an aside, because she had a brief affair with Gary Cooper. So I feel like Gary Cooper's wife slapped her like pub very publicly. So let's just. Which for, has nothing to do with. For the, for the listeners, I believe we are now on a sidebar to Ashley's sidebar, sidebar, and an aside of the sidebar. And ultimately, we're going to talk about guns. <laughs> and ultimately, we'll talk about guns. So the new frontier for Westerns is space, as you mentioned. Um, there's obvious, I mean, Star Wars is like the obvious one that everybody thinks of is and which we've talked about. So in the seventies, while the Western genre is still strong, um, the original new hope comes out episode four. And it's of course got a lot of Western themes to it. Um, and then the rest of the series has developed this really Western theme and really um, strongly, of course, with like Mandalorian and now Boba Fett, but there's lots of others um there's the everybody's favorite show that didn't get continued firefly yeah which i'm oh, <laughs> real right. sad I'm gonna talk about. they're making a remake which will remain probably safe. suck <laughs> have some hope as as long as nathan fillion isn't in it then it's gonna suck like i want the original cast it's okay that they're older because it's hollywood and like people don't age in hollywood and i want to see the original cast back yeah, isn't that what CGI is for? Right. I mean, there were like, like they they CGI'd that guy who died a long time ago in Star Wars. I can't remember who it was, which was like real creepy. But yeah. So for the sake of our listeners, now that we've mentioned like the Luke Skywalker, the guy who played Luke Skywalker, what? Mark Hamill. No, it was the yeah, guy that worked. CGI. Oh my god, the guy. No, it was the guy that worked. Maybe they did it. A, I think you're right. I think they did it a little bit, but no, it, he's still alive for the record. Um, and they Princess. No, Leia, but they did they, a younger Princess Leia. They did. They did the younger version of that him. That is true. Princess yeah. Leia also, but I'm thinking about that. Oh, it's killing me. Um, no, that's poor. <laughs> <laughs> rough <laughs> choice, choice, rough choice. But he's the guy that you know was. He worked for Darth. <laughs> He worked for but Darth <laughs> Whatever. Oh, uh, Grandma like Tarkin. <laughs> Grandma Tarkin? Moff Tarkin. That was his I don't name. know. Oh, my God. Some people are going to be really know. mad at us. So we should probably move on. Please continue. Anyways, we should probably actually mention some of the reasons we associate like Star Wars and now Firefly with Western genre through the firearms specifically, not just like the visual elements. Well, if I can with Firefly, I think it's probably one of the like most obvious 
like connections because it's like it's you know a bunch of humans that are clearly very western sitting in outer space whereas like you get you know with star wars like they're not wearing like you know cowboy boots and a hat right, but they right. kind of like very much embody this but so firefly if you're not familiar only last i lasted one season and that was really sad for everybody and it became so popular it actually won an emmy for visual effects uh after it was canceled which i feel like is weird because I didn't remember the visual effects being that great, but maybe I'm wrong, but it was, became so popular after it was canceled that Joss Whedon actually worked with who created the original show actually worked with universal pictures on a movie that was called serenity, which is based on the name of the ship and the general concept like right down to like the general concept of the show is like the total Western, which is that, well, humans, moved out into outer space. This is not necessarily the Western part. There's two major superpowers that have survived, the United States and China. So you get a lot of random ass. Am I allowed to say that on this podcast? Sure, yeah, we're moving so. forward. You get a lot of random like Chinese that's dropped on the show, especially with swearing. And um, But basically what's going on is Captain Mal Reynolds and kind of his second in command, Zoe, they were fighting in this civil war that was going on before the show takes place. So they're known as the brown coats and they are on the losing side of this civil war. If this sounds familiar <laughs> with well, a lot of Westerns. And so they are kind of like rebels and Mal does a bunch of like random ass jobs, but then he also has ultimately buys the ship serenity which is firefly uh, i think it's firefly class one ship and he calls it serenity it's kind of a beat-up ship which is like a la you know the millennium falcon falcon <laughs> i have allergies guys it's hard for me to say words um and so he basically is a smuggler with a bunch of other people and on the ship you have some of your like rough and tumble characters, but you also have, you know, someone that a woman that is the mechanic for it. You've got uh, a guy who's kind of like a, a mercenary, but then in all Westerns, you have a prostitute <laughs> that's on board. And there's actually one episode where there was a full shootout on a, like at a brothel, which is fantastic. So the whole concept is like so textbook Western and then they dress textbook Western to some extent. And so, I mean, it is literally the most obvious show, but it also plays into this sci-fi and Western in the terms of the firearms that they use. So Mal Reynolds carries a Taurus Model 85 because, you know, <laughs> why not? It's more of a revolver imagery than a direct Western. But that plays into the sci-fi side of it. So it might be a Taurus 85, but it's totally wrapped in brass so you can't even see it's a revolver. They made it so it simulated the appearance of a semi-automatic, but ultimately they were going for the appearance of a volcanic. And which is mind blown. Right. And like looking which is at also the, not a semi-auto. Right. <laughs> which is even worse. Um, but is a like it's a pretty deep track. Like if you're a Hollywood producer i mean surely I mean, that was the prop guy's probably decision to come up with this thing than reference a volcanic but that's a pretty deep track for 19th century firearms history to include in a show um set sort of in our you know a set in outer space to make that deep of a reference is pretty impressive yeah well i mean i guess the mandalorian like and, and star wars do that as well 
with the Sterling and the different handguns that we have already referenced. But I like it because they do like take this idea of old West and then they merge it with this futuristic look. Although mm-hmm. I think it goes over a lot of people's heads. But the other part of this that is interesting is that Zoe's character, she actually carries just like traditional Western guns for the most part. So she carries, um, I can't remember if it's a 94 or if it's a 90, it's a 92 lever action. That's got a short barrel, large lever loop, and they call it the mayor's leg, which is a more like modern concept, but it, it's a Western gun. It's a lever action gun. And it is a direct reference to Steve McQueen, famous Western actor in his uh, show, wanted dead or alive. So she carries a 90, a short barrel 92. And then she also carries a 73. I mean, they carry a lot of stuff, but it's kind of funny because you've got futuristic slash old volcanic, but then you have traditional Winchesters. Right. And um, there's two things that you made me think of there. One, I like that the like the mayor's leg became like it's so referential that they've moved beyond referencing like the actual history of the 92 when they didn't ever make this configuration originally but because it got popular in other movies now this show is referencing the popularity of that gun as seen in other movies um and to me that's just like this multi-layer of referencing and meta firearms that is hard to wrap my mind around um the crap now i forgot the other thing i was going to say i said there was two we'll leave it at that (laughs) but Uh, it's just like the layering of it on that one's really interesting and oh now i know what i was going to say the other part is that the number of a lot early on in these series and movies like you start to see guns and you like recognize um if you know a lot about guns maybe you recognize beneath the prop like what's going on um and you see you know like the like the Han Solo's blaster, like, okay, that's a C96 and it's been dressed up some, or, um, you know, the Taurus 85 that's been dressed up to reference a volcanic, um, that kind of thing. What you start to see in a lot of them too, is then some guns just show up like Western guns show up totally or nearly unaltered. Um, you know, I think, um, like a good example, this is when we talked about Mandalorian, there's just a, essentially a stock, 1887 shotgun in there like just a dude walking around with that as a blaster and it's pretty believable because of all the other dressing they've done and firearms they've used well and what this isn't a space western but i mean it's it's fascinating too that this idea of the guns being the indicator of what is a western goes like uh, far beyond um in other westerns that you see because Django unchained which is theoretically a Western, even though it's like, I think Clint Tarantino called it a kiss Southern, <laughs> but <laughs> the guns that they use a lot in that show are Winchesters and other guns that weren't invented. Right. Yeah. They're all anachronistic, like insertions into for the storyline because they're, that's what people kind of expect to see, even if it's not actually correct. Fun fact, um, back in my youth, back in mm-hmm. my youth, in younger Cody, days. Uh, in me. my younger days, when I was like just 21, 22 out in Cody, I actually um, was sitting at the bar of the dollar and I was imbibing and um, some guy came up and was hitting on me and he was like, did you see Django Unchained? And I went on a full diatribe about <laughs> how the guns weren't historically accurate. But it does speak to that because I'm pretty sure even though Quentin Tarantino is not a gun guy, like his team is smart enough to know those guns didn't exist. I mean, that so right. it was... To me, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but to me, it's a conscious decision. 
Right. It feels like that because at that point it's going to be in the hands of some, you know, prop master. And they certainly are realized that that is not the right choice for the specific scenes they're depicting. So yeah, at some point somebody's got to make the call. Yeah. We want to use these, even though they're not right. Um, and maybe it's really intentional and maybe it was just like a quick crap. We got to get the shoot done, get some guns over there. I, who knows? I don't, I don't have that level of insight. Or it's like in Winchester where at like the movie I'm, where I'm pretty sure they genuinely thought Winchester's existed, even though they should have been carrying the ghosts should have been pointing Henry's at people. But I mean, right, right. That one yeah. feels not purposeful. That one feels just sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, oh, what was it? This is way off. This is off topic now because it's not. A, this is just a, supposed to be a Western. But there was some B movie that was about Bill Hickok and he's like depicted his his like wartime trauma was like facing down a Gatling gun or something like that. His civil war trauma, which is unlikely to say the least. Civil war trauma slash Gatling guns slash Gatling gun slash Mandalorian or which, the Boba Fett movie. I think we should mention at least one of the one of the things that surprises me is that the gatling gun doesn't show up more in space westerns like well, i feel like that's a hard like i mean it was super clunky back then i mean if they're gonna have right, something it's but, gonna, oh um didn't didn't um the the baby yoda show <laughs> didn't they had mini guns though they had mini yeah guns they had mini guns so that's like Grogu. that's a show up but like you're telling me that Nobody's looked at the all brass 1883 with a stupid like drum magazine on top and said, this would actually make a really, because every other Western in existence, like tries to hamstring that thing in like some weird justification for why this Gatling gun should actually have been in this place on the frontier. So why can't it then shoehorn itself into, also I said hamstring the first time was not the right word. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't every other space Western then shoehorn that like attempt to because it's like it's again it goes back to the idea that these space westerns have started to be really referential to not actual west but other western movies i feel like it could make that's like a justification for it to show up so dear hollywood western people you should look at the photo of our gatling gun that's been equipped with belts to make a prototype for what becomes a vulcan because that is a great connection of a western gun that has been merged with a little bit of a little bit of modern technology like it's already there for you i mean it's like right that one feels like a freebie and they just have ignored it yeah um so (laughs) we haven't even talked about your favorite movie of all time yet (laughs) cowboys and aliens yeah, I feel like this is not the first time I mentioned that I love Cowboys. And I think I think it has come up before on the podcast. I feel like it has. I feel like um, so to be honest, it's been so long since I've seen it. And um, sorry, allergies. But I did. I am FD. I am. Yeah. FDB, the guns in it. And they're pretty traditional. Colt 1860s, uh, a Colt 1860 Richard Mason conversion. <laughs> now that's a now that's a reference uh cold dragoon single action army of course remington 1858 which you know is kind of a modern name call it smith and wesson the russian model (laughs) the russian models were around even if they got sold to the i know it's just these are weirdly specific well it it is and i think it's one looking through the list it feels very much like the catalog for taylor's and company (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or you know a uberty 
which I think is yeah. ta- no, that's not Taylor's now. Uh, um, yeah, it feels like the Uberti catalog in some ways, but it's also interesting that they chose them because a lot of like for me as a gun nerd, it's kind of cool when you see like something obscure show up as like a reference, like the 1894 showing up in Mandalorian. That's a really obscure piece of firearms. So it's like, it's really interesting there. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to make excuses for that fact that that gun was really rare and didn't actually succeed. But some Westerns, you see a rare gun show up and you're like, how in the world did this get there? Um, Because that's not very likely. These are all at least pretty likely for what a cowboy who had to have fought off an alien would have had <laughs> which i don't think they would have won to be honest yeah that doesn't uh, feel but, like a that doesn't feel like there's any situation where that's a win but cowboys and aliens too is actually set in the west the this time the aliens come to them but i'm trying to find a photo of that that thing that's on his arm like most of the oh most yeah of the movie because i feel like I wish that I had researched this before we had talked because that's a fascinating piece of fusion technology of the old West. Um, and like looking through photos of it, I mean, you do kind of get some very similar looks in like the clothing and the dress of right. good guy, bad guy. Um, oh, can I say a random back? Like we're going back to like the history of the Western. There was like a whole period of time where they had what was called the vanishing victim, where you would shoot someone, but you would never see like they'd just be gone, you know, from the screen. Like they would never pander that person. Um, I don't know why. It's just interesting. And then like as they got more violent in nature, like you saw the victim being shot. But for a long time, you know, it was like kapoo. And we knew that's a gun sound. Kapoo. <laughs> <laughs> but you like would see them get shot and you knew they were dead but like then they were gone yeah they just it's like never show them again yeah um, and then there was a there was a a time when so growing up watching westerns one of the things that was very familiar to me and to build on this is again not related to the actual original discussion point but all the fake blood they used had this really eerie bright color for like there was like this period of movies where it was like this one very distinctive red color and it always threw me off because it was like this it was just super bright and fake and i was like that's it's terrible anyways that's apropos of nothing <laughs> do you want to talk about boba fett since you're you saw yeah since <laughs> you and camila I, can talk for a little bit because i'll just yeah. drink my i'll just drink my baby yoda mug you have like, a baby I won't drink yoda. the mug but from it well, I don't know anything about the guns, so I can't really, I can like add references of what happened, but. Well, and this one's still new enough that I we probably shouldn't spoil it too bad, but there's a lot of Western guns in it. Is that it? Are we Are done? No, no. <laughs> what's, what's the gun? What's the gun that the um, Boba Fett sidekick uses? Boba Fett sidekick. Oh, uh, Fennec? Uh, yeah. She is actually using, I think it's built off of a Dragunov. Russian Dragunov sniper rifle. Is that Western? No, no. it is not. Well, actually does, Never mind. Of course we've been not. kind of like <laughs> skirting around it, but we said it already. Uh, which I know, Danny, you really feel passionately that the C96 is a Western gun, but you also get weird military guns like the Sterling, um, you know, like some uh, and maybe Pugsley's anti-tank rifle, which <clears throat> kind of looks like the Mandalorian's gun. You know, you do get random like World War guns as well. One of the things that's interesting to me about some of the World War stuff and even the modern stuff that you see, and you know, you already referenced this with the the Taurus in uh, Firefly, but did you say Tavares? No, I said Taurus. Oh, I think I okay. said Taurus. Tavar. I don't know what a Tavares is. I'm scared of it though. <laughs> is it a Tavor plus a Taurus like together? <laughs> yeah. 
combo deal. <laughs> um, but you like you see a lot of the modern stuff dressed up to make it more Western so that, you know, Phoenix Dragonov can plausibly be a um, I think it's a dragon. I could be saying that wrong. I should really check. But th- this Russian gun can plausibly fit into this otherwise Western environment. Um, and you see what the number of guns, you know, the the stuff from the original um star wars like the stg 44s and the lewis guns that show up um that stuff is sort of dressed up to make it believably western although they actually in most cases don't do a ton of dressing for that stuff because it's um (laughs) the lewis gun specifically is not that far apart from western firearms historically speaking so it's it's already looks the part to an extent um but yeah it's interesting how like as the series and how the firearms have progressed they've added in more and more modern and then they're retrofitting them to make them sort of westerny enough to fit into a space western but it's also kind of weird like why other than the minigun why why do we keep using old guns is it because they look weird like it's just weird to me that like you're out of outer space and we're like oh my gosh i understand the mnemonics of the western but like what like, you're just like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, we have to use this obscure semi-automatic from the late 19th century. Like, who pulls that out of their butt? Well, I think we know who. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we know the guy that probably did it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We can't say. But yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's a, is it, because you never really, at this point, it's like so cemented that every time you see any kind of movie that has any kind of space element, like the ship has to be a little bit clunky and the stuff has to be kind of retro future. Like it's a, it's like it's permeated stuff. That's not really a space Western at all. So I would like to talk about movie. I know we're still on the West, the space Western, but I would just like to make a reference that there is a new, new frontier. What's the new, new frontier zombies. I, okay. Continue. <laughs> so the original Night of the Living Dead, the guy, one of the guys actually carried a Winchester. Uh, it was a black and white movie, but uh, like The Walking Dead, I mean, there's literally a sheriff. He's carrying a, a Colt revolver, even though it's a more modern gun. I mean, <laughs> there is a very off-color reference to what the zombies might be, which is really, really messed up. So I won't say it, but. Yeah, I mean, the zombie lore is also, like, takes a lot of references to the Western. Is this because the Western is more influential than people give it credit for? Or did Star Wars just get too popular and now zombies got to be all spacey? (laughs) Zombies got to be up. Well, zombies, I wouldn't say zombies are spacey. Um, Although they don't have anything in their brains. So maybe. But... Um, Very no, loose I mean, definition I, I of space. I think the Western is more influential than we give it credit for. You know, everyone's always like, oh, the Western's dead, and then it comes back, and then it's dead. But like, is it really? Because I feel like in every period of time where maybe the Westerns weren't as like mainstream popular, because they've always been like B Westerns, but when they're not as mainstream popular, like they're weirdly infused to like so into so many different Hollywood movies. And I maybe it's just a really good template. Did Buffalo Bill know, you know, do they, he, did, he had something going on, you know, like, it's just like good evil, like somewhere in between, you know, 
I don't know. I said, you know, but I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It's really interesting though, that like this has become such a pervasive thing um, and has such like deep roots. And, you know, then you get into like big picture discussions, like the West, like, and I feel like I'm about to say the title of like some weird academic paper about like the journal of American history study of the Western modern American identity or something like that, um, which I don't want to go that far, but it's kind of touching on that sort of idea, right? That this is the West is a lot more pervasive even today, even when a place where we think we don't really um, need it that much more anymore. It's still like this really pervasive idea in our identity. Um, I also have a follow-up question that is much less philosophical. Oh, I can we, okay. Real quick, like, Put a pin in cool. that because I'm going to add on to your philosophical. Okay. Okay. So when I was originally doing my research fellowship in Cody, like a million years ago, I studied, I was also interested in psychology. And so there is a phenomenon that goes on with the American Western identity, um, which is uh, referred to as collective memory. So it takes everything out of the individual and puts it into like the collective um, concept of what America is. So as America exits the American Civil War, there is severe cultural trauma, which is when you have to kind of build up a national identity in order to kind of figure out how to bring everyone back together. So the West, you know, because people are going out West, there's all the dime novels, it becomes this concept of national identity and the part of what um, collective memory, you know, goes to looking at the civil war, it goes to, you know, trying to make sense of everything. And so national identity is built off of trying to make sense of major, major trauma. And so in this late 19th century period, where we are starting to come into a more modern era, especially as you turn into the 20th century, we have a group of people, we have a, a population of people who are trying to make sense of where they go from here. And that is where the Western identity, whether you like it or not, really grabs hold into the way that we perceive Americans so much so that, you know, you go overseas and like, I ain't a Western cowboy, but like everyone thinks you are, you know, it, it's gone all over the country. So I just wanted to add in the kind of collective that happens specifically after, you know, a traumatic event and how we make sense of that, because that is a big, it is a big part of how we start conceiving of who we are as a country. And now it's like full circle because now how do firearms people generally appreciate the West is through foreign made <laughs> firearms that replicate <laughs> the originals full circle. Boom. Um, I feel like we're doing a lot more of center mission statement stuff than we thought we would be doing today. Um, so my less academic thought is now, since you brought up zombies, is there a, zombie space western zombies in space slash western oh i'm gonna google that right now because we've uh, only we've identified the single movie where the aliens come to the west versus or the or we should say space comes to the west rather than just western motifs in space in cowboys versus aliens are there any are there any others of those and are there any zombie space westerns um i have something that shows zombies from outer space but let me just tell you, as I was Googling zombies space Western, it randomly like said West Los Angeles. So I, I don't, hey, if you're in LA, I don't know, be what's, careful. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I'm sure there are. Well, there um, was that one movie that everybody hated. Uh, battle was a battle Los Angeles where the aliens invade there. But that's more like a modern military take on an alien invasion than a Western. It just happens uh, on the West Coast. 
I don't know about this. I, I, I mean, I would imagine zombies. I mean, they can make it out. Hey, if you're, well, inspiring... I mean, oh, 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 um, ah, uh, Firefly. What are those creatures called? I don't know. All right, I'm googling it. Um, uh, there's a zombie-like creature in Firefly. Oh, Rob Zombie came up. That was not <laughs> not what we're looking for. Not what we're looking for. Oh, that's driving me crazy because there is a zombie-like creature that is on the show. Uh, at least I'm thinking it was Firefly. Do you remember? I do not recall. It's been a long time. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. Um, also, I would like to point out, this is not a Western, but it's uh, if you haven't seen it, it is like so fantastic that it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Dark Side of the Moon. It's very obscure. I think it was like, like, like crowdfunded um and it was it's a movie where after world war ii the nazis actually oh moved to are the you dark talking about iron sky oh yeah sorry yes. that's it yeah 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 no not uh, i have seen iron sky that's as soon as you said dark side of the moon i was actually like does she mean the nazis on the moon yeah <laughs> they, well they were on the dark side of the moon so i was that's getting true. there yeah um uh, <laughs> Apparently, if I, like the, um, the internet doesn't want to tell me what they were, but I could have sworn that show has a character that, like, you don't want to encounter because they have no brain. But maybe, maybe that zombies in a space western is an under-visited film genre, and any aspiring directors listening should explore that topic. Zombie space westerns. Actually, I'm I'm pretty over zombies, so maybe not. But that's just me. Yeah, I have. I stopped watching like Walking Dead a long time ago. So, I could have sworn there was a creature, and I'm sure there is, but I don't. I really maybe I don't know. I just I'm gonna give up on that one. Maybe it was a totally different movie. Feels like it. Feels like a defeat, which is not yeah. a great way to end an episode on. So we need like we need to we need to bring it back, wrap up. Favorite space western gun. Favorite space western gun. Oh, that's a good that's a good wrap up. Um. Obviously, it's not the Gatling gun because nobody's used it. Um, now that you said that, like, there's probably there probably is one that I'm just not thinking of. Man, I really want to say the Bergman from Mandalorian, um, but that feels too mainstream. I want to be more hipstery than that. Um, I really like that. On more than one occasion, like a Winchester lever action has made it into movies just essentially unaltered that are supposed to be futuristic. I think that that's really interesting, um, but that's also very generic. Um, and then, like when they use a Winchester lever action, right? I feel, I feel, I'm like the guy that's like, oh, I got one of them 30 out six rifles, um, and can only name their rifles by their caliber and not their model. Um, I, I, I think I the one I have to pick is the mandalorian's rifle because it definitely copied the buttstock of the pugsley gun even though the pugsley gun is not strictly a western firearm allegedly allegedly all right so i'm going to continue that like not western like to just ignore the question but <laughs> you I ignore your say, own question as yeah. we do to each other yeah i would like to say i love the british sterling with the stormtroopers and i once got the opportunity to fire a sterling with laser ammo so I mean, I don't think it gets better than that. 
So your your favorite Western gun, just to be clear, is a British manufactured po- uh, World War II? Post-war? I always forget when it came out. I always forget Crap. too. I don't know the story. So I'm good, sorry, Matt Moss. You just, I'm you, just you. you just like totally screwed yourself over. You I did. That was to awful. Say it, and now you made us both look stupid. <laughs> well, I'm dragging. If I'm going to look bad, I'm dragging you down with me. <laughs> Anyways, so you picked a British modern submachine submachine gun used by the antagonists as your favorite hero space western gun. Just to be clear. Yep. Thank you. No further questions. We hope you all enjoyed listening and we'll talk to you next week.